Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy Siege. I'm with my man E. Carter. What's going on, E. Carter? What's happening, hey, brother? This, and this is Sports Entertainment and Extra She. This is the first, 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 first live uh, feed from Sports Entertainment and Extra. So we appreciate everybody who's tuning in. Uh, we'll do it every every week around this time on Tuesdays. You know, we'll let y'all know if we not, but we gonna let we about to let y'all have it, man. Every single week on Tuesdays at this time. So, man, lock it in your calendars every week. All right, man. Anything you want to open with? Let's go, Ravens. <laughs> nah, uh, it's back one of my <laughs> one of my favorite days of the week. You know what I'm saying? Tuesday, get a get a chance to hop on you here with my brother, talk some sports entertainment and some extra shit. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm ready, man. Let's get it rocking. All right, man. So yeah, we're just gonna jump right into it, man. So NFL surprise wins and losses. That is gonna be the first topic today. Any NFL surprise wins or losses for you, my brother? Oh man. Miami. Didn't Miami get the dub? I believe they no, no, no. That is not a surprise win for me. I'll take that all the way back. It's uh that uh that Bills loss. <laughs> And it was somebody else that that took a big L that that wasn't supposed to take an L. It was the Bills' loss and uh, the Titans' loss, I believe. I, I'm like, man, I definitely didn't see neither of those coming. But I'm kind of glad because now you know it fluctuates what's going on in the AFC. Um, I don't know if that quite puts us to the top of the division or not, but we right there, we close. Right. Uh yeah, the Bills was Bills was a definite, definite but, uh, uh, but what about Bills was a definite uh surprise there. Uh they I mean just the amount of points that they won by. So that was uh yeah, that was a little tough. <laughs> so that one. Um in terms of wins, man, I thought we would do a little bit better against the against the uh uh Lions, but you know, I can't go on I'm not gonna go into that right now. We'll go into that a little bit later. Um yeah, man. So that was the main one for me too. And then the, the way the way that the uh, Tom Brady uh, led Patriots did not allow the Giants to score a single point. So they put a they put up a, a fat goose. You mean head. the Bucks? The Bucks. Yeah. What I say, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, twenty years of him playing there, man. Come on. Uh, but yeah, Bucks. You right. So you know the Giants didn't even score a single point. So that was a little that was a little disappointing for the New York Giants fans. I don't really personally care about the Giants, but uh, that was one for that was a little surprising there. Which I which I think is weird because, like I said, I had caught a highlight last night because once I seen who was playing, I really <clears throat> I really didn't care about neither one of them. So I'm like, uh, I can kind of miss this Monday night. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but the highlight that I seen it was that it was it said a big man touchdown, and one of the linemen scored a touchdown. So, and when I seen the highlight, you know they was hype about it, everything. I ain't seen nothing that said got called back. So, anybody that's watching in the comments, man, if that play, if that touchdown, if you watched it last night, if it got called back, then let let me know because I if it got called back. Why should it be? It shouldn't be a highlight personally, but. <laughs> I True. guess, man. But yeah, you said they got a goose egg. So, I mean, the giant, the Giants is, the Giants is the Giants. 
Definitely the giant up and up and down turnover sometimes. And, and as far as the Colts and Bills game, the Colts beat them forty one to fifteen. So I think that's why we were uh we were surprised. And then uh, uh Taylor, the running back, he had over two hundred plus yards from scrimmage and five plus TDs in that game. So uh so yeah, five, at least yeah, five, five touchdowns in that game. So he uh did his thing. So that was a good one. Uh nice little upset there. And then the Texans, you mentioned the Texans and Titans. The Texans beat the Titans. That was a little wacky. I mean, of course, uh, Derrick Henry is not there. But, hey, you should still should be able to beat the Texans with the weapons that you have left. And then uh, Vikings beat the Packers. That's a division game. That's not really uh, surprising. Uh, you know, so uh, other than that, I don't see any other necessarily surprising. Oh, you, yeah, one more, one more. The Chiefs and the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys only put up nine points on the Chiefs. That was definitely surprising. So, uh, so yeah, I was, I was uh, looking into that. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm, I was wrong about the score about the Bucks. You're right. The big man did score. It was it was thirty to ten. Thirty to ten. When I turned off the game, it was tw- when I t- turned off the game. The score they didn't score. So you're right. You're right. Thirty to ten. Look, see, we make mistakes over here. We we make mistakes over here. Sports entertainment and extra. We can we make mistakes, you know. I'm like I know that <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, they see he, he he scored. It was uh it was uh thirty to ten. But whatever, man. Whatever. We make mistakes, like I said, the sports entertainment and extra. But we're gonna clean up these mistakes with this next one, because this is your team right here. Ravens over the Bears 16-13. Go ahead, sound off, my brother. One, it was a great game, man. No Lamar Jackson. Like everybody knows by now how injury how injured we are as a team as a unit so no lamar jackson no marquise brown um no deshaun elliott on the defensive side like we got a, a lot of people out for the year i think they came in with a nice game plan really didn't really didn't uh go too far away from probably what the original game plan is tyler huntley came in stepped in with his first career start and came out with the dub. He didn't look bad. Uh, you know, it's a couple plays. Like, you can tell, like, man, this is – you're not used to being that guy. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just a couple plays where it's like, oh, man, if we had Lamar Jackson, he probably would have made this play. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but you can see once he started getting comfortable within the game, then he started making a, a lot more plays down down the stretch and was able to uh, give us – um. A game-winning drive, man, to close out the fourth, man. To, with with time running out, I want to say we scored to go up with like 25 seconds, 30 seconds on the clock, something like that. And uh, came on a nice run. I think the running game actually, at least for at first, it, the running game showed up, um, which I'm, I'm just confused about, man, it's just as a Baltimore fan. It's like we come out first two drives and we run the ball and then – we don't run the ball. And then you try to get then you try to run the ball on downs that everybody know that you're gonna run the ball. And then you don't run the ball. Like it's just crazy. Like, man, are we are we a running team? Are we a passing team? Like I feel like they're trying to in- integrate. And I get it. They they know that people are stacking the box, especially against Lamar Jackson in the running game. So it's like if you're gonna stack the box, we're gonna we're gonna try to hit you up top, uh, which is cool, but 
you got to keep the defense honest. Uh, it was a good game, man. Well, I think we almost got caught up in the same the same way we got caught up with Miami. You game plan for one quarterback, that quarterback goes down, <laughs> the backup comes in that also has experience. That's a, a NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? It's not some rookie just coming out there and almost comes back and win the game. When I seen Andy Dalton come in the game, I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. And then, of course, the commentators, they were saying the same thing. Like, well, you know that Andy Dalton, the red rifle, has has uh, shocked the Ravens before, so this is really nothing new for him. And then he comes in the game, two plays, 83-yard touchdown on the wide receiver screen. I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> but other than that, man, the defense actually played great, great, great football man surprisingly um compared to the some of the other games that we've had earlier this season man the defense actually showed up uh it was more like one of those we don't have Lamar Jackson so now everybody has to to do their job even more so so I think that if we take this win and how everybody had to come to play without Lamar Jackson being there to try to bail y'all out and thrive on that for the rest of the season, then I think we'll be in a good position come playoff time. Okay, real quick before I dive into that game, the reason why I said 25 to Donut and Tom Brady Patriots because the Patriots were the one who 25 Donut the Falcons. So I got to make that correction. Yeah. Tom Brady and the Patriots, for some reason, still stuck in my head. So that's what, I, that's what I was going with there. When I turned off that game in the final, it was 25-0. So there we go, man. That correction right there. Like I said, we make mistakes over here. But back to the Ravens over the Bears. Uh, for some reason, it seemed, you know, I thought that maybe uh, this game will be uh, y'all will stretch it out a little bit further in terms of uh, in terms of score. You know, I thought maybe they will put up some points, but I didn't think the score would be this close. And it, I don't think it's not it's necessarily one one thing like, you know, Oh, this this is this is horrible. Like y'all played super terrible, or anything like that. I just think, man, it's a product of the season is long. You know, <laughs> the season is long. The Bears, even when they played us earlier in the season, you know, the score was kept close, partially due to you know overthrown passes and you know blown coverages early by our um, you know our team. <laughs> you know, you know how we do. <laughs> but uh, early early yeah. in the season with young with when the when the when the secondary is still young and trying to figure out the the scheme and all of that stuff. So, you know, blown coverage is here, there, and and then, you know, inaccurate passes by Baker and that kind of things earlier the, earlier in the season. Uh, I just think it was one of those games for y'all where it's just a long, long season. Y'all been hit by injuries the whole year. It's not getting no easier. Nobody's getting more, you know, not getting more stamina as the season go along. So I just think that that was a product of all of those things coming together and this 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 week, especially for y'all against the Bears. So that's my main takeaway. Uh, of course, you have missed plays when you're tired. You got, you know, you got quarterbacks coming in and now running backs, revolving door running backs, revolving door secondaries. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what's when that, when that happens? I mean, there's nothing you can really do when you, you can't when you can't go to the to the backup and say, hey, man, can you relieve me for a play or two? The backup of the backup is in, you, you know. What I mean, you can't. Who you gonna go to? You can't ask. You can't ask. Uh, you know, any of the people who injured to come off the bench and relieve you. You know what I mean? So, I mean, when you that when you the next man up, and then the next man up is playing next to you because the other person next to him is 
in front of him is down, there's nothing you can really do about that. So I think that that's just a right. product of, product of attrition, uh, to be honest with you, as far as y'all game go. Anything else you want to say about the Ravens, B? Uh, as far as last week, nah. I'll I, I, I'll wait for everything else, you know, once we get to that topic. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so moving along, man, we're going to go down from the Browns over the Lions 13 to 10. Now, this one, it was one where it just wasn't specifically about attrition right here. Um, specifically speaking about, you know, Baker's play, and I know he's hurt. You know, I know he's hurt, and, and I'm going to get – messages saying come on man don't don't ride on baker like that you know it, it was a product of everything else that was around him ah ah because chubb did his thing so, so you know what i'm saying so i can't sit here and say all right we had backup running backs and the backup of the backup of the running backs was in i can't say that like i can say that about y'all uh receivers landry played right you know, we had <laughs> donovan people's jones man we had talented players in you know what i mean and so I can't really say our talent level was low, you know, you know, so that's not an excuse for us. Now, Baker, I, I, I just to give an example about the about this game, Baker had Landry open on like a 15 yard post route. He overthrew him and it was an interception. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you know he missed? It was a bad, bad miss. And so when you see see plays like that now did he play horrible the whole game he made some throws you know you know but the key ones the key ones where we where he kept letting them back in he kept opening the door for him that interception right there they could have came down and scored did they no because they're the, the the lions so no they didn't score but not on that specific play or drive but then he comes back again when the score is 13 10 and he does it again so when he throws another interception, and this one was a tip, but when but any type of interception or any type of turnover, you know what I mean? And when the score is this close, if they come down and score, we've shown that we can't score. So I mean, you can't g- give the ball up in, in that manner. So um, for me, I put this one mainly just on Baker's inaccuracies, and po- they're possibly due to his injury, uh, his injuries. But I mean, hey. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. He came out and showed heart. I give him that. He showed heart. He played hard. Everybody was out there playing. You know what I mean? But we can't keep our defense on the field like that. And a 13 win, 13 to 10 win over the Lions. I I don't do really do too many moral victories or nothing like that. Like at least we won. Yeah, win is a win is a win. But if we look like that against the Lions, what are we gonna look like next week against the Ravens? So that's my point about that game. What about you, bro? Yeah, <clears throat> but the thing is, man, one with when it comes to Detroit, I think they're just not being able to close out games. Uh, this season, they could have easily had either a 500 record or maybe slightly above. Uh, they played us tough. We we won, we had to win against Detroit with a 66 yard field goal for game, you know what I'm saying? So they played us tough and then just you know, just got the luck of the draw, you know what I'm saying, towards the end. But even the thing, uh, even the game against um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, they was in it towards the end, just couldn't find a way to to come out with the dub. A terrible field goal at the end that would have won them the game that wasn't even close. Uh, 
And I and I get you, man. Like when you look at the Lions record and you look at their organization, it's like, man, we supposed to run over this team. Uh, I thought the same thing when we played them. Like, okay, this is a game where I can just sit back and kind of breathe easy and just watch the game. You know what I mean? Everybody just padding their stats on this game. Nah, it was a tight one. We was down. We had to come back. All of that type stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like It's Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Like, But at the end of the day, they're still an NFL football team. Still NFL players on there. That means they're they're some of the best in the world. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I I definitely feel what you're saying as far as um your team and if he's missing plays like that, how's it going to uh how's it going to look when you play these playoff caliber teams, uh, especially when that's y'all's goal. You know, is to to reach the playoffs and go further in the playoffs this year. Um. But like you said, man, a dub is a dub. We always say that, man. A dub is a dub, man. Like, it don't matter if it's two points, one point, 20 points, 30 points. As long as you get come out with that dub and you got that extra notch in your win column, you know what I'm saying? Now, everything else you can kind of improve on and try to get better at. But as long as you come out with the dub, we can figure everything else, <laughs> everything else out later. True, 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 true. That's true. That part is true. You can figure it out later. I just think that, uh, it, you know, that's why I posed the question instead of making a statement like, well, what is it going to look like later? Or it's going to look crappy next week because, you don't know, like he played a great game against the Bengals, you know, and people were like, well, he's up and down and that, that game is horrible. So when a level competition steps up, sometimes he rises to that occasion. For me, it's just it's just a simple fact. Like if you if you make those throws like. I can't see Lamar throwing that bad. Like, does Lamar miss? Yes. But do I, do I see him missing that bad on a wide open post when you have a safety 10 yards behind you? You know what I mean? In a corner, five yards in front of you? Like, no, nah, I don't see him missing that bad. Like, maybe it'll hit, it'll hit uh, you know, Hollywood Brown's hands or something. It's, maybe it's too high or maybe it's a little behind him. But is it going to be way over him to where he jumped and he can't even touch touch it and it goes to the safety that's 10 yards behind you? Ah, that's a stretch. So, so I think if, especially in, in a year where you're trying to get that contract, that 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 premier franchise quarterback contract, like you can't, mm-hmm. that's 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 second tier, third tier quarterback throws there. Like even even you see. You even see Tannehill, who people thought, okay, well, Tannehill can't get it done in Miami. Then he goes here, and it's like Tannehill doesn't miss those throws. And if it, and even if you want to say, okay, Tannehill got big dollars, but Tannehill is not an elite quarterback. Like nobody's sitting here saying he's Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's putting him up there. So if you if if he's going to be even in the Tannehill category, and Tannehill doesn't miss those throws. Uh, then that means you're a third tier quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so so I, I'm yeah. just looking at it. I'm just looking at it like that. So, uh, and then I don't I don't want to go back at quarterback purgatory with the Browns again. So you know that's 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 where we at uh, with <laughs> with that with that. We don't, I think I had enough of, of that thirty quarterback jersey getting longer. We don't want that to get longer no term. So so that's where I'm coming from with that one. But yeah, man. So moving on. 
So moving along, man, state of the division. We know our division is tough. And er earlier this year, we talked about uh, who is the toughest division. Are we staying packed with saying the AFC North is the toughest division? I am, yeah. Or one, of, at least one of the toughest, man. That's I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, I think I think our division and uh, NFC West are still the two. I hear all the time, um, you know, uh, commentators and pundits say that that is the toughest division. But right now, schedule wise, I think we are like how tight it is. The AFC in general is a tight conference. You know what I mean? Like in the past. You had a top-heavy AFC, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You know, it was top-heavy. And then you'll see the Baltimore Ravens, you know, and then, you know, the mixture of other AFC teams that will be in the mix to go to the playoffs every year. For a while, Cincinnati was gone. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh won, um, won Super Bowls in that time frame. So you got Pittsburgh, who was always in the playoffs. Like I said, sprinkle Cincinnati in there. Um, so you, you see, you see those, you see in the top heavy teams, three or four AFC teams every single year, sprinkle in, sprinkle in the rest, but the AF or NFC, you know, you had those staples, like you had for a while when we were younger, it was San Francisco and, and Dallas just playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And then after, you know, Dallas, when they put, when they last uh, Super Bowl. You know, you didn't see them in the playoffs at all, but you still see, you know, Green Bay going going to the playoffs. You well, we still see Green Bay going to the playoffs. You know, Green right. Bay's the, you know, the just the top heavy teams, the teams that you always uh, normally see. Now that Tom Brady's there, it's Tom Brady. You, you know, you know, over there doing it again. Um, the Saints. So you get my drift. So you see the say you seeing a whole bunch of NFC teams going you know, and sprinkle in about one or two. Um, and then the AFC was just the top heavy. Now it seems to me that the AFC is more, more like the Western conference in, uh, in the NBA. And that's what I like to compare them to. I think that the NFC used to be the Western conference of the NBA where you see, Oh my God, like you got to win this many games to get in, or you, you can't be under 500 in the NBA in the Western conference to get in. The Eastern Conference was like that. It was a little watered down, but you had the top heavy, you know, teams, the Boston Celtics, the 76ers when, you know, the 76ers were good and that kind of thing. Um, so the point I'm trying to make to make a long story short is, is that I think that it's flipped now. I think that the AFC is now the Western Conference and the NBA to where you have a list of teams. And it's like, man, you might not get in if you're 10 and 6. You might have to be, or 10 and 7. You might have to be 11 and 6. You might have to be 12 and 5 this year to get in. What you say about that? Uh, I agree, man, especially just looking at just looking at the standings right now. So the Patriots is is, is on an actual winning streak. They now they up to seven and four. The Bills are six and four. The Chiefs are now seven and four. The Chargers six and four. The Raiders are now five and five. Uh, Baltimore, let's go. We're seven and three. The Bengals are six and four. Pittsburgh is five and four. Uh, the Browns is six and five. You know what I'm saying? The Titans is eight and three. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's tough, man. It's like man, if you 
I don't know. It's it's definitely tight, man. But then when you go, and then like I said, when you go to uh the NFC, you got the Cowboys seven and three. They they clearly in, in command of that division. The the tightest division is the NFC West. You got the Cardinals at nine and two, and then you got the Rams behind them at seven and five. And then you got the 49ers at 500. And then after that, everybody just got a commanding lead over their division. Like the Packers are eight and three. You know what I mean? So and the only other person, uh, the the Vikings is behind them at five and five. Then you got the Bears at three and seven. And you got the Lions at oh nine and one. You know what I mean? So it's like that division is not tight. Like a lot of these divisions are not tight. As long as you don't lose out, you don't have to worry. You know what I'm saying? Like the Cardinals, as long as they don't lose out, they're fine. The Rams, as long as they don't lose out, they're fine. The Packers, as long as they don't lose out, they're fine. You know what I'm saying? Like even even Dallas, as long as they don't lose out, they're good. You feel me? So, but it's always like you said, it's always that team in the NFC that gets in at 500 or like slightly above 500. In the AFC, that is not the case, man. If the A- in the AFC, we're coming down to it might be three teams in one division that make the playoffs because uh, it's a it's a lot of people battling for position. So it's like. Every game, well, of course, in the NFL, every game always counts. You know what I'm saying? Um, but every game really counts. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can be like, all right, well, our last five games, if we even if we lose two, we can still get in here. You know what I'm saying? Like you can think like that, but now you don't even you don't want to drop none. Like like I said, we beat Kansas City earlier earlier in the year, so. That might come in and help us to, during playoff time. We beat the Chargers earlier in the year. That might come to help us in a, you know what I'm saying? That stuff might come back and help us out later on when it gets closer to playoff time when you're jockeying for what your what your spot or what your seed is because we did win that game against those teams. So uh and, and of course just winning out your division. Uh the AFC West. It's tight, man. We didn't seen within the last four, three, four, within the last month, the top three teams have all. Well, each each team in that division then had been number one this season. The Broncos started off four and zero. They was at the top of the division. Then the Raiders was 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 rolling. You know what I'm saying for the first half of the season. So they was at the top. Then the Chargers made a move. They was at the top. Now the Chiefs is back at the top. Like. So it's definitely getting wild over there. And I know I said this. I don't I can't remember if I said it on this show or not, but I do remember saying it that the Chiefs is one of those teams that you do not want to get hot. Like, yeah, they had they lost four games. And in the beginning of the season, it's like, oh, I remember on the 4-3, we had talked about is is Kansas City catfish. You know what I'm saying? And that at that time, you could say, yeah, but it's football, man. Like, if you don't know football, man, football is is a game of adjustments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because you might start off 0-3 and, and then you go on a five-game winning streak. You know what I'm saying? You, you put pieces together. You see who your team is. Even Chicago, man, I know we was talking about Chicago earlier when we won that game. Justin Fields and that offense, they were saying, looks a whole lot better than what they did in the beginning of the season. Because you have have a certain offense in place, but then once you start the quality of your players and who does what well and who does, you know what I mean? Once you get to doing all of that, then you can be like, all right, well, 
with the talent that we have on the field, let's run it like this and let's see how that works. Then next thing you know, you go on a four game winning streak and can't nobody stop you. Like, so you just really never know. Um, and this is around that time of the season where that second, third gear starts to get kicked in. That turnaround got to get kicked in. Like the, the, the AFC in general is like you said, is definitely tight, man. There's, there's not one team that has clear separation just just as the top dog in the AFC. Um, if I was, if you wanted to say a team with just the best record, you would just say the Titans at eight and three. But they're only they're only a game behind one, two, three. They're only a game behind like three teams. You know what I mean? Or a game yeah, ahead of like here. three teams, so, uh, yeah, so it can go either way, and they and they just took an L, so and we don't know when Derrick Henry is coming back, so I think without him being in that lineup, that kind of leaves them uh, uh, subject to taking a, maybe a couple more losses. So right now, this is that time of the season where it's time to actually make that push, man, and somebody gotta, especially within these divisions, gotta push out some dominance. Yeah, man. I think the point that you that you made, uh, and, and that I was trying to make, I probably made it less eloquently and took me a longer to, longer to say. But it, it's crazy when you get <laughs> you it, it's crazy when you're looking down at the division and you seeing teams like it's there's divisions who has a no team our our division for instance has no team at 500 or lower. Everybody is a game at least a game over 500. The Bengals are two games over 500. Y'all are four games over 500. So it's like, you know, we're one game over 500. So are the Steelers. You know, we six and five, like you said, Steelers five and four. So you're looking at, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, we've never seen a full division get in, you know, and since the, since the realignment anyway, um, I don't know about before, before the realignment. Um, but when when we we never seen four teams get in, I don't think we will. But we have seen three get in, and typically it's Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you see three teams get in, the Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. So I I, I think that this will be one of those years to where, like you said, those wins and those losses, like that tie against it against Detroit, could hurt them against us in the tiebreaker. You know what I'm saying? Like if we was to win our next game against Pittsburgh and all things being equal and the, the, the records are the same, they're like, well, who scored more points against who? Okay, well, y'all score more points than them in this one. They score more points than y'all in that one. They know the point differential, I mean. You know, point differential is, is about the same, all things being equal. That Detroit tie could literally knock them out of the playoffs at – 10, 6, and 1, or 11, you know, 11, 5, and 1, or whatever it will be, you know. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like to, to look at these divisions and you see, you see, I mean, like AFC South, for instance, they got two teams with, uh, two teams with eight losses. So, of course, those two teams don't have a chance, but the Titans are only two games up on the Colts. So it's like, okay, you know, you could theoretically see, a scenario to where the Titans drop two games, the Colts win two games, and then it's like, all right, well, that that's a little bit tighter. 
the AFC West is full of five, five, five and five, five and five, six and four, seven and four. So anything can happen in that division. Somebody can stub a toe and that division is over. You know what I mean? So, so I think it's, I think the interesting factor about these divisions right. is specifically the AFC divisions, the AFC North, the AFC West specifically is that one injury, one, one injury, one suspension, you know what I mean? One COVID test could not want any one of these teams down from top to the bottom. And, and typically, historically, we would see a more congested NFC versus AFC. AFC to me always, like I said, always top heavy, Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady's and and even back when in the 90s where the Broncos was going to play playoffs often and the Bills were going up Super Bowl four, four times in the Super Bowl for the, you know what I'm saying? Just for the Bills, it's just top heavy. So um, now I think the NFC is more top heavy. So uh, so that's where I'm going to end it for me on that one. Uh, but, yeah, I just think it's real interesting, and the playoff picture is also real interesting because, like I said, any injury – um, for some of these divisions, including the NFC divisions, a few NFC divisions to where an injury could, you know, switch the division drastically. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to leave it at that for the state of the division. Anything else you want to drop on that? Uh, no, I think we pretty much cleared everything up on that one, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see. Yes, sir. All right, man. So uh, next, man, we're going to switch over to the NBA and just talk about what we kind of talked about the last time, early NBA jockeying. We talked about how in NBA teams early in the season that there was some surprising standing, some surprising standing, uh, standings going on. How which teams were at the top, which teams were at the bottom, just early on in the season. And since then, only a week, it's been some change. It's been a lot of changes, man. It's been a lot of changes. So I, I wanted to touch on that briefly, just to say it's crazy how how we can look at the NBA one week from one week from today <laughs> or one week ago today and see so many changes. Brooklyn at number one, Chicago still standing packed where they was at number two, Miami three, Washington is four. The Charlotte is uh five. Boston is up to six and Boston was down to like nine or 10. So I think that was, uh, I think just bringing that up briefly, just to say, Oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> so I wanted to bring that up just to state that that we see so mm-hmm. many changes uh going on with the with the NBA standing just only in a week. So I think it's uh this NBA season is going to be extremely, extremely interesting and probably more interesting than I would have said in the beginning, specifically for that purpose. Uh <laughs> anything you want to say about that or any teams moving up or down that you want to talk about at all? Uh, well, we kind of touched on it last week, man, about how things can always change. Uh, they definitely can. The Warriors on the on the Western Conference, the Warriors are up to number one now. The Suns is number two. Uh, <laughs> the Jazz is number three. The Clippers are four. Uh, the Trailblazers they're up to number seven, and I think they was at like nine or ten last week. Um. LA is down to number nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, like we said, like, and especially in the NBA, it's, it's nothing for teams to go on these streaks, man. Like you got 
one thing, man, people need to be worried about. It looks like it looks like the Warriors are, are back. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that kind of <laughs> early. I'm gonna say I know it's still early, but they sitting at 15 and two. Right? Like 15 and two, bro. You 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 out here on people's heads. Then you got the Suns that's basically showing that last year, last year, what in catfish, they sitting here at 14 and three. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people can people can always heat up, man. And if you uh, watch the show that we talked about last week, you know, especially in basketball, man, teams might start off the seeds and not really not really gelling together. And then uh <clears throat> and then maybe later on in the season you get that good chemistry going and things they might go on a run. You know what I mean? Especially in basketball, man, runs teams can go on five, six different runs in between the season. You might drop, like you said last week, seeds, you might uh drop three games and then go on a seven game winning streak. You know what I'm saying? Might lose four, then go on an eleven game winning streak. Like that's stuff that that the early two thousand uh uh Spurs used to do drop three mm-hmm. and then and then go on 12, 15 games. Like what? Like and then <laughs> drop one and then go for another in eleven games. Like so it's just definitely gonna be interesting, man. I'm definitely getting more clued into basketball than I have in the past years. Um, and I agree with you, man. This is probably the most exciting as far as just the way the teams look and how separated everything kind of is. It's talent on a lot of these teams, and it's going to be great to see what happens later on. Yeah, I think these uh, last few NBA years for me have been a lot more uh, – I've been a lot more engaged just because of uh, this, the how t- teams are starting to spread out the talent or the players are starting to spread their talents out to different teams, whereas you don't see – like I was talking about the NFL, the same teams over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Partially Duke that LeBron is not old LeBron. I mean, he's still LeBron, but not, you know, as dominant as he was before where he's going to 10 straight finals. <laughs> so you can see other teams, you know, get there and, and you know, get there and com- actually compete against the, you know, a LeBron team in the, in the finals or, or in a, um, you know, during the playoffs not in the finals, but in the playoffs. So you can see those type of things. Also, I just think the game, the game is a little bit, is changing a little bit. Like some of the rules, like it was a whole a few years where flopping was just, I mean, people still flop, but it was just outrageous. And, and the refs were in, interjecting themselves in the games more. Like, it was just like, come on, like this is, this is too, too watered down for me. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, that's just a brief aside, aside rant. I can talk about refs all day, uh, any sport. But uh, they do a good job, though, for the most part. Uh, they do a good job for the most part. Sorry, refs, don't find me. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to tech y'all, uh, FCC. I don't want to tech for talking about the refs. But anyway, um, joking, they can't find me. But, <laughs> but you know, I just, I just think it's interesting. And then I think some of the teams, I think some of the teams that are back into the fold make it interesting. Like, th- there's a, a whole whole section of new york knicks fans that have been starving for the knicks to, to to do something you know what i mean and the fact that they're relevant again is interesting um it's always interesting when you see heat teams like we can we can go on a rant about the great teams for for any 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 franchise i mean you know what i mean like the heat teams when they had alonzo morning and you know what i mean and tim hardaway and Vashon leonard and all of the, you know what I'm saying? Or when they won a championship, when they had D-Wade and, 
and Shaq. You know what I'm saying? So it's always like nostalgia to bring or Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers. Anytime you think about them, you think about Iverson or any other older greats, uh, any other any other older legends. You know what I'm saying? And so for any for any team, you know, Cleveland, Mark Price and all of them when Jordan beat them, like you know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't talk about the NBA or any sport without thinking about nostalgia. And I think one of the things that make it interesting is that some of those teams that you grew up seeing in the playoffs or being relevant are becoming relevant again. You know what I mean? So I think that's another thing that helps it out. They're they're jockeying for a position instead of just sitting at the bottom getting number one pick or not number one picks, but getting in the lottery every year. So um, we'll see. Right. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, so moving along from the NBA jockeying and how interesting the NBA is, just want to bring up this briefly because I love boxing. Terrence Crawford beat Sean Porter. got uh, Put him down in the 10th round. Um, man, I, I think that uh, this is another notch on his belt. Uh, solidifies his greatness. I still wish he would fight Errol Sprints. I, I don't know who's putting that off, but come on, Errol. Somebody got to sign this deal because I got to see it. But anyway, <laughs> Sean Porter uh, retired after the fight. Uh, he retired post-game. Uh, he is 31-4-1. So, uh, so uh, man, congratulations to him on his retirement. Man, thank you for giving us some great fights. Uh, I think we watched, we watched a handful of his fights. In the basement, I know we watched when he fought Errol Spence. Um, I watched mm-hmm. this one, <laughs> you know, some of his earlier stuff. But uh, yeah, man, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, I think it's great that he's you know decided he doesn't have anything to thing left in the tank or whatever. He wants to retire. He can go ahead and uh, put it in this bid for the Hall of Fame because uh, <laughs> two of his losses are against great fighters. You know what I mean? So. We'll see if he gets in earlier or later, but I think he will get in. Congratulations to Crawford for uh for defending his title, his welterweight title. This fight arrow, man. Somebody make this fight happen, please. All right, what you gotta say, man? <clears throat> I really don't have too much on it. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't watch this fight. To be honest, I low-key forgot about it. I was sitting there chilling, and then something told me to, you know what I'm saying, to actually look. By the time I like clicked on it, it was pretty much over. But I did go back and catch some highlights and stuff like that. It was a good fight. Um, congratulations to Crawford for getting the dub. You know what I mean? And also, shout out to Porter, like you said, for uh, retirement. I don't know, man. Me personally, I don't want to retire on a loss. But, I mean, when it's your time, it's your time. You know what I mean? Especially if you in the ring and you like – I could have did this and this and this, or maybe I lost a step or maybe I slowed down and I'm not the fighter I once was like, man, you know what? Let me get out of here. Let me get out of here now before this stuff started to get ugly. <laughs> Cause it definitely in boxing that, and or just not just in boxing, but just fighting as a sport in general. Sometimes some of these athletes might stay in there a little bit too long because it is a, a combat sport. You still like, man, I still got these heavy hands, but they might not be as fast as they used to. You know what I'm saying? You you might not be countering like you used to. You know what I'm saying? So uh as long as you know, man, when the show time to, to retire, that's always a plus. But just me personally, I don't I think I'll give me at least one one more dub and then and then call it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh I think that's Depending on who you who you talking to, I, I don't know if he wanted to go into go into another 
fight with you know somebody who is not top tier. So maybe that's why uh, he didn't want to be a tune up tune up fighter or something like that. But I don't know, man. I would I take a tune up fighter, get a dub, and then retire. You know what I'm saying? Go <laughs> home. Go home. Go home with that dub. Oh yeah, he he killed him. Oh my god! Now like yeah. Like, yeah, I retire, man. You know, I show what I, I still got it. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and everybody, like, oh, but this is a tune up fight. I don't care. I got a dub. <laughs> just like, yeah, just right. like, uh, every that when you, uh, hooping or practicing in the gym, everybody know before you leave the gym, you got to make one shot. Right. Same thing, man. Before you retire, you got to leave with a dub if you can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Yeah, man, congratulations to him on his retirement, his great career. Uh, Crawford, fight arrow. Uh, make that the next fight. Uh, don't get me wrong. I ain't looking past Sean Porter, but now that you beat Sean Porter, fight arrow. Uh, however y'all got to make it happen, Facts. man. Make a handshake deal or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> moving along from the sports side, we had a long sports segment today. We're going to go ahead and move over to the shorter entertainment side. This one is interesting, something that I found on Facebook. It, it annoyed the hell out of me because somebody told said, little can't nobody beat Little Wayne. <laughs> like, can't, I, I, I had to stop for a second because I'm just baffled by this. Like, can't nobody beat Little Wayne in what? Versus? And I beg to differ. But I'm going to let you sound off on this because I got something to say about this one. <clears throat> well, when it comes to a versus, because I believe that was the statement, like in a versus battle head to head, can't nobody beat Lil Wayne. So the thing about versus battles is, you know, you're talking about people's body of work, about 20, I think they do like 20 songs a piece body of work. Now, my thing for, for me, what, what ends up circulating in the wind is – who's in attendance you know what i'm saying like like you got gotcha you know what i'm saying like you got a, it's numerous amount of wang fans and he got so much body of work that he can just he can pull out mixtapes he can pull out features he can it's a lot of stuff that he can just pull out that people like some stuff that we probably forget about until we hear but like oh snap i forgot about this this was a banger like i remember listening to this and Ninth grade, eighth grade, you know what I'm saying? And then it just depends on who you, who he's going up against. Now, personally, uh, I know a lot of people were saying it should be Wayne and Drake. I'm, I don't really agree with that. Don't get me wrong. Drake got, uh, he got some hits, but Wayne got too much body of work. You know what I'm saying? And they on the same squad or was on the same squad. Uh, I know you had mentioned we had, when we had talked about it, um, Jay-Z, Jay-Z or Nas, they got a, you know, a, 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 they definitely have a lot of body of work as well. They've been doing this stuff since the 90s, you know what I mean? So it's, I think it comes down to who's in the crowd. So like, so like when it came to that um, dip set, that dip set versus the locks. Now you got a lot of older people that checked in because it was the locks. And they was they was freestyling. They was you know what I'm saying. They was hip hop. They was rapping. It was it was real hip hop with them. And then you had Dipset that just tried to they they took it light. They were just coming on, you know, going over stuff. They didn't expect it like that. And I think that if you got somebody like I'll just say Wayne and Jay Z for instance, 
you're going to get that same, you can get that same energy from both. You know what I'm saying? You can get that locks type of energy from both. Like, you know, I could just, they, they both can sit there and acapella a song and then kick the beat on and then just spit the whole song. You know what I mean? They whole verse off the, off the top of their dome. You know what I'm saying? Like they all got that type of work, man. I think, I think it'll be tough. And I think it just depends on who, who has the most fans. Cause when it comes to the verses stuff, I really think that that's what it comes down to. Not unless somebody out there just pulling out something stupid, like, you know what I'm saying? They just being dumb. Like, uh, you don't know your lyrics, bro. You got too, too drunk before you popped out here. Like, did you see that one uh, with Shaka Khan? Yeah, yeah. Like, I seen somebody, like, I didn't watch it because I didn't even hear nothing about it, but I seen somebody was like, man, what was going on with Shaka Khan? Like, it just looked like she was not there, like, at all. But, like, just yeah. stuff like that. But I think if they, like, uh, uh, Wayne and Jay-Z, I think that's great, bro, just because they got so much body of work. They can... There is so much in the vault that they can just pull out. And it's and it's basically pulling out your top 20, your top 20 songs. So if you say top 20 songs and you say little <laughs> little Wayne and Jay-Z, both of them, both of them to like separately definitely got 20 or more hits and classics. You know what I'm saying? Number probably number one songs and everything. So if you're pulling out those and okay. Now, if you're pulling out some uh, old school underground stuff that they probably ain't rapped in 20 years, like, oh man, I forgot about this. You know what I'm saying? And that and that drop, like Jay Z got that same type of uh, flavor too. Like, I used to be a real big Jay Z fan. We was then I kind of fell off with him. I mean, but I, you know, you re, you know what I'm saying. I always res- give credit when credit's due. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely an icon. Um, but you know, can I live and all of that type stuff? Like those are classic. Can't knock the hustle. Like all of those stuff is classic. I love the dough with Biggie. Like those is those is timeless hits. But then you know you got stuff with Wayne. Let the beat build. Um, oh man, the, just the drought three in general. <laughs> the dedication. Like you got all of you got all of that stuff. It's like, uh, like what they like you you wreck yourself trying to figure out. What songs are they even gonna pull out? Like, what songs are you gonna pull out the archives? Like, because you get the name and stuff. Like, bro, they gonna drop this. They gonna drop this. What they gonna? And then something stupid happened. Like, he'll drop lollipop or something. Like, what? <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think I think that if he if Lil Wayne for Lil Wayne to be in a versus, he would have to go up against somebody uh, like Jay Z or, or somebody with audio work. Yeah, I I just if the answer if the question is can anybody beat Wayne in the verses, the answer is yes. And you said exactly who will beat him. Jay-Z and and or Nas definitely could. Now that speaks to Wayne's level, you know, level of music, you know what I'm saying, as a whole. Because if those two, if you got to put one of those two up against them, then I mean, come on now, who else could really beat him? But that's the answer, is is Jay-Z, definitely Jay-Z, definitely Nas. Um I think to your point about the, uh, and I'll try to make this quick as possible, to your point about the the music, or the crowd, I mean the crowd, to your point about the crowd. So like, yeah, but I think that if depending on who you who you bring, so like Dipset, 
and the locks when you, you you're going to bring the your crowd there like you know there was a plenty of dipset fans rocking with dipset you know what i'm saying like the whole crowd when they were singing song or rapping songs was rocking i mean you could hear them sing, singing or rapping dipset music same with the locks you heard seeing people bopping you probably didn't hear people as vocal about the music that you that you normally would but I, I don't think that Dipset took it lightly, especially since uh, Jay, or Jada, I was about to say Jay-Z, Jada uh, was expressing how Cameron basically helped them do the business part. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, he was taking it completely serious. I think the thing that they didn't, uh, I think the thing that people don't expect is the nostalgia from music. So, like, you'll, you'll, you'll hear Wayne and you'll get nostalgia to a certain point. And then you'll hear you'll you'll hear Jada and you'll be like, wait a minute, like I rem- this song right here was extra. Like what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when they said you 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 can't you don't have anything for the ladies. He was like, hold on, what? And switched the song. And when he put the Mariah song song he had with him and Mariah, everybody was like, Oh, snap, like we ain't know what was going here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like that. And I think that when you have artists like mm-hmm. Wayne like yeah Wayne is on a certain level you know what I mean like Wayne is probably like one of the contemporary people that you would say okay Wayne is the best at this period point in time whereas you look at a Jay-Z and Nas and you say that they have been the best at this point in time at this point in time and at this point in time <laughs> like if they drop something right now it'll probably be number one if they drop something tomorrow it'll be number one you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. It's it's it, one. It's the level of greatness of the actual music, and then it's the level of greatness of the actual artists. Like we we can, like you said, the drought and drought three and the dedication. Well, we could say that about about uh, reasonable doubt. Anything he will perform off reasonable doubt, off blueprint one, off blueprint two, even off blueprint or, or you know the blueprint three, the uh, uh, black album. You know what I'm saying? So much, even 444 when that came out, I was like, God, like he still got it like this. You know what I mean? We're going to leave Kingdom Come on the shelf, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Uh, but the same thing with Nas, you know what I mean? Nas has so many, so many albums and so many songs that like something will come on and the spirit of the music would just move you like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot about this. Like, could you imagine... Wayne coming out and performing any of his songs. And then right after that, Jay-Z come on with uh, Hard Knock Life. Like, what do Wayne got in his tool bag that's on the level of of a classic song like that? Or come on with Excuse Me, Miss. Everybody going to grab their champagne and be bopping with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's like, I mean, I don't know, man. He he can drop a milli because the milli go hard. Everybody gonna spit that. <laughs> like Everybody, I'm just saying, like yeah, I'm just saying, play. like you you could do the Amelie and did you know what I'm saying? Like he could come out with Renegade or you know, <laughs> like it's so many songs that like song for song, it's like all right, your song is right here, but I'm still I'm still up here, like my name is still up here, so it's nothing you can really do to me. So I think it's I think it's those those type of artists to where they cash they is just so up there. You will be like like where did this dude come from? Now, like I said, 
to to have to bring up a Jay Z or a Nas in comparison to a Wayne, like you know, he he can beat them. Yeah, I think Wayne would have a, a better shot, like against somebody on that same plane. And it's a few of people on the same plane, not not a whole bunch. Like you know what I'm saying, not a whole whole bunch of people, but. And also, it's pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, pretty good list where he at. But you know what I'm saying? It would be somebody there. It couldn't. It Wayne wouldn't beat no Jay Z or no Nas, bro. It just that's just it. <laughs> that's just it for me. He give him a nice. They give him a nice. They give him a nice little show. Let's put it that way. <laughs> they give him. Right. They both will give him a nice little show. But I don't see him beating them, man. That's just that. But anyway, man. Anything else you want to say about that one before we move along? Nah, we can keep pushing. Keep it pushing. I don't know nothing about that, bro. <laughs> but anyway, man, moving along. From can anybody beat Wayne on the entertainment side to the extra shit? All right, man. What's your extra shit for this week, bro? All right, man. So when I got up this morning getting my coffee, I'm, you know, scrolling through my social medias. I see Shump, the one dancing to the stars. <laughs> I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Like, I used to watch it when it first came out. I thought it was cool, man, seeing some of these um, ex, ex-athletes or some of these ex-entertainers or older entertainers, if you will, uh, coming out and doing the... Uh, the tango and all of that, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was cool. I'm like, all right, you know, I hear Chachine out of nowhere, like you got big Lyman, like Von Miller was on there, like just crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? But uh, <clears throat> I think it was dope, man. Shump for my extra stuff, man, is uh, Shump winning Dancing at the Stars, man. Congratulations, but at the same time, yo, yo, girl is Tiana Taylor, like, man, you should have won. Like, cause I know she had him in the lab. Like, nah, bro, you got to do it like this, like this. Your posture got to be like this. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna do it, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, supposedly, man, he, he definitely brought his A game, man. I definitely seen a couple of different little clips through social media the last couple of weeks, just saying he actually coming out there and was taking it serious and coming, you know, <clears throat> actor. Man, excuse me, out there uh, shocking a couple people with some of his dance moves. So uh, that's my extra shit today, bro. Shout out to Shump, bro. For <laughs> he won Dancing with the Stars. I don't know where you put that at on your trophy case, but else to add to it, I guess. Man, that, that's funny because you know what I'm saying. Like we was talking about that off air. You was like, "Oh, that was about to be my extra shit." I'm like. Yeah, we're gonna say that for that is extra, bro. That's hilarious. But <laughs> but uh my extra uh shit for this time is actually uh sports sports related. Rampage Jackson is trying to move to boxing. Like according to MMA junkie, he is trying to move to boxing, make the switch from UFC to boxing. So when I seen that, I was like, What? <laughs> like he trying to go to boxing, right? Uh, so yeah, he did put out a video. He was talking about he trying to switch switch to boxing. He said he don't have that thrill no more in the, in the MMA to be in the MMA no more. Um, which is which is cool. It's interesting, man. Rampage Jackson for people who don't know about the MMA. All right, I'm gonna just put this man out here. He took taking somebody to the 12th is what we call it to a whole nother level. 
Like I seen him completely knock somebody out by picking them up from when they had them in a triangle, pick them up and slam them on their backs. We put say putting putting you on your neck, put him on his neck. And he was out cold. So uh, strong individual. So we'll see what he does in the boxing ring and and what I de- I'll definitely be watching. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame MMA, uh, Hall, of Bay, Hall of Fame caliber MMA fighter to boxing. But anyway, man, that's all I got yeah. over here for, for the sports entertainment and extra shit. You can um, follow us on the link ENT LLC um, on Twitter. And so we'll be live on Twitter. We'll be live on Facebook at the link ENT LLC, the link ENT LLC.com. Let them know how they can find you. Uh, you can get with me on Facebook under my uh, government. That's Eric Carter Jr., I believe, on Facebook. Uh, first class for all first class business. We're on Facebook, first class uh, media. And then we also got first class media fan page. You can definitely uh, catch content on both of those. Um, also, you can hit me up on Twitter. That's easy e 721 uh, The YouTube channel is up in the available we do have a previous show that's already out um with my man uh g strings uh he came through music artist he came through with us it was a guest on the show um that's out right now that's under first class podcast on youtube uh and before we get out of here i just want to tell everybody happy holidays man we about to hit turkey day you know eat good be merry you know what i'm saying try to enjoy try to enjoy it if you can if you got to work run that bag up if you don't Try to relax and chill, man. Watch some games, basketball, football, wherever the case may be. Uh, if you're young, get out there in the yard and throw the football around, man. Keep that tradition alive, man. The turkey bowl. I'm too old to do it. <laughs> but, you know, happy holidays, everybody. That's pretty much all I got. Your mic, bro. We'll we'll touch on, we'll touch on what we what we uh, what we what we did on Turkey day, uh, up to, you know, next Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, definitely happy holidays to everybody. And you know what I'm saying? Be thankful, be thankful every day. But if, if it takes uh, Thanksgiving or Turkey day for you to say what you're thankful for, then do that practice starting in, you know what I mean? But be thankful every day for what you have. Again, the link ENT LLC on everything. Uh, man, it's been, it's been great to be on live. Uh, Check in with us. If you got any comments, leave them in, leave them in the uh, comments below. Subscribe, share, tell your friends. What what uh, what uh, Ray Lewis say? Tell your mama, tell your pa, I'm moving back to Arkansas. Just tell them. Don't tell them you're moving back to Arkansas. Tell them. Comment, share, like, and subscribe. All right, that's what you can tell them. All right. <laughs> anyway, I guess I'm done with that extra shit. Uh, <laughs> until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, sir.